Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, climbers, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Laffian reads a map, Rao scales a cliff, Squash wants to go home, as Ortana opens a chest. Travelling across the frozen tundra, the team encounter further scars left by the death of gods. Seeking shelter, Rao races up a cliff face to find a cave to protect them overnight, but this sanctuary in the storm was not empty, holding the remains of another brave adventuring party. Where does Laffian's fire elementals come from? Who were the people in the cave? And what is hidden within this chest? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. As you open the chest, inside, you find that there are a couple of potion bottles. For those of you who found the potion bottles way back when, you recognise these as potions that are far beyond their use-by date. Perhaps healing spells, perhaps not. Perhaps healing potions, perhaps explosions. Who knows? Within here, you also find... A couple of very thick tomes. They are leather bound. They have golden writing on them, but they're no writing that any of you would naturally recognize without your supernatural enhancements. You also notice that there is four golden coins. They're very shiny. They're very bright. Everything else in here is covered in dust except these four coins. Uh, I'm going to grab a coin. You grab the coin. On one side, there are there is a single rune. The other side is completely blank. But it's it's pretty good, pretty hefty. Your your like knowledge of metals and rock and all of the kind of like stone cutting stuff. This is this is definitely real gold. This is nothing 
this is not like false gold. It's not any of that crap. This is this is real gold. Just has a rune engraved on it. Um, perhaps we should not be touching magical things willy nilly. If they well, were in a magically <laughs> locked chest, there's probably a good chance that there was a reason for it. They also said that there would be things here to help us. Yes. Rog like grabs one of the coins too. <laughs> Why don't I take some time and I'll try to figure out what these coins are? Don't touch the books. I'll see if I can try to figure out what language they're in afterwards. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, those potion bottles. Ah, uh, those are remind me of some very old ones we had. You may recall the ones that. Kind of sliced all those breathers into pieces. Right. Yes, I do remember that. And the one that we, well, okay, so you weren't. The one that we threw at um, Dravos that didn't really work out so well. But um, maybe, <laughs> Rawl, you want to hold on to those? Just keep those safe? Um, okay. I put you also, them in the stocking, so they're safe. That's okay. The look on his face. Yeah. That was a challenging look. (laughs) Yeah, that's a look of challenge. You know it's difficult to get in and out of the stalking right now. Please push your luck. (laughs) Try to like put things into the stalking? Yep. Breaking through to other planes, um, teleportations, that kind of stuff. It's just like a it's just like a nope in this place. It's just very difficult for you to do. Yeah, I've done it. I think yep. I've done it twice you remember here, this. and it was sticky. But the stocking's weird here. But they're Plunging still playing your hands into uh, molasses. I require you to make a wisdom save, please. Uh, that's fine. I I just really don't want to. Like he's scared of these bottles. <laughs> like <laughs> we've seen you. Do know that Lafian and Squash both have bags of holding? I know they do, but yeah. for some reason they were like, "Here, Raw, carry these bottles." And I'm well, like, "Okay, well, the ones that melt me, okay, yeah, I'll just put them oh, yeah, in the stocking that. so nope. that they can't." <laughs> it's more just, readily accessible if you have it so that you be, can throw it. They'll be on. They'll be in my pocket exactly. in the stocking. Okay, so well, that's that different. I, so that I can't. Yeah, but when we need those, we'll have such a plan that I'll just be able to retrieve it in time. Like, there's no instance yeah. where I think, you know, unless we get surrounded by like ten demon right. bears or something. Okay, so make your wisdom save to see if you can even break them into the stalking. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't take it at disadvantage, so I'll go ahead and roll again to see if I roll lower than that. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but I rolled an eleven. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners what it was? Uh, no, 11 was my lowest one. <laughs> no, 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 but please, I insist. <laughs> I insist, sir. It was a natural I insist, what one. Kind of, what kind of a... There we go. Um, no. Um, but I can spend even a on your 18. to re-roll that. Yes, you can. Does it roll with disadvantage again? <laughs> yes, sure. Let's make this harder on you. Okay. I rolled a 25 <laughs> and a 24. Harder. Air quotes. Again, it feels like you're putting your hand through treacle. 
And it's just a very uncomfortable feeling as you place these two questionable potions into the stalking and retrieve your hand back before it's Okay. It just doesn't feel right. Um, so please put on your character sheet, like, two questionable potions, stalking question mark. Just loads of question marks over this, please. Okay, I put <laughs> them in the stalking. It's still weird there, though. So if we need to have them or use them, <laughs> we'll have to have a plan, but they're safe. They won't. I don't think they'll blow up, but if they do, I, just... I don't think we'll know about it. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, I, it, not, you don't think they'll blow up that's that's comforting well, well we've learned that your specter can die like i don't want them to blow up here that what's going look they're just in my pocket on the stocking <laughs> which usually your specter's not for, you know it's fine don't worry about it look if um, you put right. them in the ba- the holdy bag they're in the stocking as well so that's a little bit di- okay <laughs> but then put them in the holdy bag <laughs> No, because I just, I didn't mean, okay, I don't, never mind, never mind. Explode bottles no, Raul, you're that. fine, you're fine, don't worry about it, you're good. Good job, Raul. <laughs> okay, here's laughing, a, here's you a identify on these coins? Yes, I identify the coins. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, that's another, a few side points ticked off. Yep. Um, these require attunement, you can only be attuned to one at a time. Uh-huh. It will allow you to re, uh, re-roll a death saving throw. And then the coin is used up oh. forever. Yeah, but it requires attunement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So these coins are apparently a, a way to avoid potentially dying. Um. But it's it's a one and done, and you need to be connected to it. You can only connect to one at a time, though. <clears throat> Squash is going to reach into the box and pick up one of the coins that nobody picked up. And it's just like, well, seems like a good idea to me. As long as Unless... you don't hit your limit on items that you can be bonded with. Oh, no problem. I, I have the cloak and my crossbow. Other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. All right. Should so be able to do one. I will attune to this for certain. I will attune to one also as well. Um, I'm gonna hold on to. You have enough slots. Belt of protection, the ring of dark vision. Yes, so that's another one, and also the knuckle dusters. Three. You're at your limit. You don't even need the coins. So someone just take the coin. Just don't let him. You know who needs the coin? You have luck points. You should never need to do this. (laughs) V. V. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. V. You're rolling real dice now. Uh huh. You're on real dice now. Uh huh. So you shouldn't be worrying about this anymore. All right. The curse I mean, of roll twenty is lifted on your saves. Is it? <laughs> All right. Just note on your character that you have two, but you're attuned to one. Like, I'll hold on to enough. the other one. Worst case scenario, whoever ends up using one will supplement. Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> you're never going to hit. You literally thing. have that, Neil. <laughs> just as as a, as a feature. You don't need this. Okay. Yeah. You just fine. don't need this, Neil. I'll hold on to the coin because it's pretty. All right. Okay. Um. No. No. No, no, no. What? You go for, You want to I'm okay. holding two, and then Zoltana has one, Squash has one. How are you holding two if are I picked up one? Are you folks setting up it. any watches? You stole, v, Arch or stole my coin. Or are you rely on the alarm spell? <laughs> Arch, I was go the to second timeout. I was the second one to pick up a coin. 
Arch, Ralph, go to time out. Are you going to hand the coin over to Laffy, or yes. are you just going to keep hold of it? That's fine, but he didn't okay. steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. the principle of the matter. Well, well, back around to my original <laughs> question: <laughs> Are you setting any watches for the night? I think Squas assures them that with the alarm spell, we should be fine. That plus the like mirage wall. Okay. All right, I'll accept this. Um, I'm only meditating okay. for four hours anyways. The other four I'm going to spend focusing on the two books. You said there was two books, right? Yeah, but remember that you still need eight hours of like rest. So like intently studying stuff does not count as rest. Oh. So if you look at these intently, like properly trying to use your psionic focus and all this good jazz, like that's still going to be more effort and you are still like suffering from a level of... Ex- oh no, you cleared your exhaustion. So my bad. Like, you could do it this evening, so long as you get, like, eight hours of rest the next day. Like, that's that's totally fine. You're only supposed to be doing light stuff in those eight hours. Light reading. <laughs> yeah, this is not light reading. <laughs> he's he's very curious, so he'll study. This would be some heavy-ass shit. He's yeah. going to Okay, so long as you get eight hours the next day, you can do this. Not a problem. He's still going to use the All four right, to meditate, this- so it's like a short rest, or, well... Yeah, I guess short rest. Uh, I'll allow I'll allow you to have long rest. That's fine. But if you do this again tomorrow, then you won't. Okay, you no, no, suffer no. exhaustion and won't get long rest. All right. So that's fine. Okay. All right then. Um, Lafian, reading the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, what language is it? It's not in a language that you recognize. Um, this is a language that you just don't know the name of. Oh. You would assume it's probably Tinguran. Oh, the the Selkie people. Yes. Okay. You would assume it's them. Cool. Um, The books talk about observing the natural habitat around them, looking at the world. This, looking at the dates in them, this is probably like four or five hundred years back in the past. Like, it's been a while. Um, And it talks about the changing. It talks about how the fact that the ice has grown beyond... um, the port city that you were in um, that the ice has gone much further than expected kind of going through reading like how far it's definitely grown a lot more since even they've been um, like dead or when they wrote these journals um, it talks about an accident that they suffered um, at the kind of the top of the cliff where these things called frost veils moved in um, and began to attack them and has taken f- a few of their people down into the base of the waterfall itself um, it talks about that hazard how it collected uh, how it crushed in on some of them but they just got away it also talks about the final days where the words don't come to them as naturally they just seem to be suffering some sort of fever but they think they'll get through it but they also hear the gnawing and the eating of critters around them and how their friends just didn't make it one day they just didn't wake up that chest wound they thought it was nothing and there is a lot of like regret and worry in there it talks about how they broke their ankle climbing back down to this place a few days before it talks about how they left the rend it talks very little about the rend itself, but it talks about the day they left, how they were going to go out on this survey, how they made their way down this circular, spiralling staircase, and how they had to be very, very careful because a few of the steps just weren't there. But they could tell they where they were. It was totally fine. They don't go into any more detail, except they make it down to the bottom. They mention that there are big snake-like creatures in here with long fangs and how they just managed to get away, the four of them. And then it talks about the survey of the land, how things have changed, how things are colder than they were and how they'd expected them for the rent to be. They draw a symbol 
just a few circles here and there with dots all around them, just little specks. And they talk about like how this is a constellation, how they theorise what these stars might mean, but they don't go into any more detail, just that they're going to draw them from a different position and then they'll take them back for the great research. That's kind of the gist of what you get from these tomes. There are also some magic tomes in here. Um, spells that are beyond your comprehension. They don't even bother labelling them. They just draw the arcane runes and flip a page and there's another set of arcane runes. Nothing on how to cast them, nothing about components or semantics, just the rune. That's the information you get through the evening. The journals he's going to keep in his bag? Mm-hmm. Um, the magic ones, though, knowing that Squash has been trying to study up, he's going to just, whenever Squash is sleeping, he'll just leave them in a pile next to him. Okay, that's totally fine. All right, that's your, basically, that's your eight hours. And being that you make it through eight hours, you're not attacked. Nothing comes for you. You're in the middle of a cliff. Uh, this is pretty safe. <laughs> you make it through a night. Um, you may click your long rest, but you have to do a proper rest tomorrow. Woo! Okay, um... Sultana. That's who I am. That is. (laughs) You spent some time bonding with Electo over the evening and like she kind of huddles up to you a little little closer just to keep you that little bit warmer. As you begin to nod off, I would like you to make a religion check, please. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, This can just be a normal straight roll uh, because this is is not affected by the weather. This one. 21. As you close your eyes and you begin to like drift off, reach out, whatever it is that you do to unwind, you hear a voice in kind of like someone's talking really far away, but if you concentrate on it, you can hear it. And the voice is that of a a young woman. And she says, Okay, I'm hoping this works. Sultana, I need your help. There is... Our landlord threw us all out because we can't pay our rent because he raised it three times over the last... Every god that dies, they raise it and now we can't afford it and he just threw all of us out. I, We have nowhere to go. I'm just so fucking mad. Please just help me. I don't know what to do. Fucking parasitic-ass landlords. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything you would like to do help them or send them zone of oh, death <laughs> um Zoltana is a communist god <laughs> all are equal in my anger if only because she's being played <laughs> um can you give me a second to look through like is that the, the for a, a one use spell is only something that I have or like I can only um, so any so like your spells so long as you have the slots for them you can pass them on to your whomever it is that is praying to you right now you can do that like your leftover resources you can send to them um, you could also send them like your bonus for intimidations you could tell them that they you could tell them something as well um, like you could just say like just bop him in the face um, like you could give anything can like I, that but it can, can only I do one thing her landlord 
You can send her a smite. Um, what level of smite do you wish to send her? I'm going to send her a... Uh, <laughs> one strong enough to kill him dead. <laughs> I'm going to give her... Be careful, because they are like <laughs> like peasant level. You wouldn't assume that he would have like a lot of health. <laughs> Uh, One of your smites, you I think, could literally kill someone. I don't, like, the level of Zoltana's <laughs> anger and the level of the kicking out a family, uh, raising a family's rent too high and then kicking them out and making them homeless is uh, very evil. And I definitely do not give a shit if this landlord gets killed by this person. Um, in fact... okay. Uh, th- they're not asking me for advice on what to do. I am not the god of. I am not the god of how to negotiate <laughs> with your landlord. I am the god of bloody vengeance. So you're okay with this person potentially killing a landlord? Uh, I don't know how greedy, many times I need to remind might... people that Zoltana's not a good person. But you just didn't trust Honorino. That was that All one. right, so you are hoarding no, a smite. I hate Honorino, okay. and I told him that I give him a what is like t- uh, a 10-year reprieve from me killing him, but that doesn't mean I'm not mm-hmm. going to go back and kill him when that's over. Like I have I have levels of vengeance and like he did some good things to like level it out, but <laughs> okay so you are sending uh, a level of smites two I'm, levels of smite I'm sending a, all the levels I'm of smite I'm sending a first level smite <laughs> and the advice that they should use the knowledge that they have this in order to and I'm putting this in heavy quotes renegotiate their <laughs> lease <laughs> okay um, uh, you get a momentarily like as you send this out to your to your follower, the person asking for help. You momentarily see their hands just erupt in like um, reddish electricity, like it just crackles over their skin. So that's the equivalent of them like having smite in their fists. So, all right, you have passed on smite. I love it. Okay, <laughs> hello landlord. I love, it. I I love am, it so much. I am here to <laughs> renegotiate our lease. Well, you didn't, you know you. <laughs> I we I'm sorry. We just keep having to raise the rent, and you just can't afford it. So you have to be living on the street, homeless. Oh, do I? Because you know my fists are saying otherwise. Uh, get a real job, I landlord. This, I love this negotiation tactic. I love it. Okay, fantastic. That is your evening. I do not condone punching your landlord in real life. I feel like I should make that clear that I casey. But you're allowed to level three slap them. But Zoltana will, will punch them right to Cicero. So let's all join join each other in our fantasy world to beat up landlords, okay? One one time Zoltana okay. when Zoltana was young, Zoltana read fantasy Karl Marx and fantasy Adam Neville, and now she hates landlords. She's like, wow, fantasy Adam okay. Neville. You're right. Landlords are parasite parasitic leeches. <laughs> This is for legal purposes. Murdering your landlord is bad. Don't do that. What if we have landlords that work that like listen to us and then they're like, wow, Casey fucking hates us? I think there's a non zero chance that the landlord might listen to us. (laughs) All right. Ral, is there anything you want to do this evening? He's going to work hard on his egg. Okay. 
That's about. That's about. You can definitely continue. To, like I'm going to say, you're not really going to be burning your hands so much this time round because you are able to do it in good light. There's no horrible wind around you. You're not open to the elements, even though you built that wonderful kind of half igloo thing that was still outside. Like this is definitely inside, and you're able to work on this a little bit easier. So yes, progress can be made on the egg. Step cool. one, make egg. Squash. Step one. I think Squash has taken the chance of just sleeping and just resting. He's genuinely just okay. snoring. <laughs> For such a tiny person, he snores so loud. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's totally fine. All right, the next morning rolls around. Raoul, I would like you to make your check, please. It's a D8. You're still on a D8, yes. I ask every time. <laughs> it's still scary. Not a problem. D8 is scary. There it is. One. Uh, okay. Um, I need you to resolve an attack against yourself. Lafian, who is basically awake slash studying, coming to the end of a tome, you see Raal beginning to like fizz and foam, and he looks in a terrible amount of pain, and he is not waking up. Oh, good. You also drop down one level, so you're now on D6s. Oh, boy. Mm. All right. Um... And you suffer a level of exhaustion, which yeah. will not be cleared by any magical brain coffee. I'm pretty no sure this coffee. puts me all the way down. I don't think I resolve an attack. I think I oh, go yeah, right to one. Oh, yeah, you stay at zero because... Yeah, yeah. it kills no, me. No, you stay at zero. <laughs> you stay at zero. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, are you going to heal him? Because he won't regain health any other way. Um... This is like like right before everyone's supposed to be waking up anyways. Yeah. He'll wake up Zoltana. <laughs> what? Zoltana. What? What's up? Rawl. And like Laughing's like busy like holding Rawl's head so like he doesn't fucking smash it against the ground or something. What happened to Rawl? He's having another episode. Can you I'm trying to keep his head still so he doesn't give himself a fucking concussion. What? I don't have any more of the you, you have everything back. Oh, I was just gonna, heal him, heal him, please. Oh yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna pat him on the, on the, on his lolling head for like twenty, uh, twenty healing, twenty healings. Okay. Ooh, because it's fun. Because it's fun, and I, I like flavor. Uh. Mm-hmm. Laughing when when Zoltana reaches over to do the the healing again, uh, Laughing's gonna try to again recreate that like enhanced healing that we did to Rorunwa, mm-hmm. and try to do it to Rall to try to fuse uh, divine magic and psionics and try to amplify. Uh, okay. I know I'm making shit up on the spot, but I think it's cool. That's that's how we do this shit. Um, sure. Um, roll whatever hit points it is that you wanted. All right. So, uh, however many like hit points you're running to pour into Ra. I'll give Ra seven, seven side points, because I know that if I if we don't heal him enough, he's just gonna be fucking like tripping balls the whole day. <laughs> For thirty one HPs. Okay, as you as the pair of you work together to reinfuse 
health back into your body. Um, Rel, you regain twice the amount of hit points for 102. Ooh, Jesus. I'm only going to let you two do this out of out of combat, by the way. Like, in combat, this is not a thing. Okay. Okay. It's because we both have time to concentrate and focus. Yeah, basically. Like, you're not in the middle of, like, acid, like, flying around you, fire coming at your face, Dachin mocking you. There's none of that <laughs> bullshit here. Um, Please tell right. me Dachin is vicious mockery. If he doesn't, he should. He is vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were we talking Did about Dachin or David? <laughs> Did you... <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to answer on the grounds that I love David. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. The morning dawns. The storm has lessened significantly. The winds that were oh so bad um, for the most of the day yesterday, last night they were slowing and now they are just mildly annoying. It is still effing cold. Squash, Lafian, you remove the exhaustion you gained from yesterday. Thank you. You're welcome. You just you should get that back anyway. I cleansed it from um, the coffee. Yeah, you cleansed from coffee. Um, Pumpkin spice. Yeah. <laughs> brain spice. Brain power. You have two question mark potions. You each have coins, um, and Lafian has two. And there are two t- like journals and one one magical tome which Squash now has. Um, what do the four of you want to do now? Um, I did some reading last night. The books that I was looking through, um, Squash, there's one there that you can peruse at your leisure. Thank you. Um, the ones I was looking through that seemed to be a recounting of the two unfortunate souls here, apparently there was more of them, but um, the creatures that we had heard tale of... Uh, are on the top of this cliff and seems like they've been making camp in this area. Granted, I guess this book was about 400, 500 years old, so whether or not they're still in the area is to be determined, but we should be careful. Um, There's also mention of the rend itself and something about a spiral staircase that we need to be careful of if we go down. Um, there's brief mention of there being a few stairs that aren't there or just not functional. And also Giant, he pauses, looks at Rawl, who's still probably got like a little bit of dribble coming out. And (laughs) There's a problem at the bottom of the stairs that we'll need to worry about, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. (laughs) Oh no. Squash is upset. <laughs> Why? Because you said giant and then you cut off, looked at Raul, and then there's a problem. It's just like, oh god. <laughs> um, oh no. But uh, the main concern is going to be just making sure that we get to the, the waterfall in the first place. Um, there's some diagrams in here of constellations of the sort. I'm not entirely sure how they correlate it could be instructions or like navigation but the weather's also been really shitty for me to be able to see constellations in the first place but we'll see especially because i don't know what time of year it was when this was written all right in either case we should definitely get moving yeah uh 
Raul, are you good to take the rope uh, to the top of the cliff this time around? I can try. All right. Okay. Raul, as you go outside and begin to like deal with the rope and get that, as you look up, it's clear enough now that the top of the cliff is only about 30 feet up. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Raul will go up that and... Okay. It is an easy enough climb, um, especially because you can just kind of run up. The wind is up the top here is virtually non-existent now. Um, it's not really snowing that heavily. It's just a few flakes that are falling here and there. As you scale to the top of the cliff, ahead of you, a couple of hundred feet, maybe a mile, I don't know, if feet and inches, I don't, I don't know if I can know. A distance off, you can see that there is a cut in the snow and you can see water flowing in this cut just away from the cliff face that you are. But directly ahead of you, about a mile, maybe a bit more, you can see a waterfall. Mm. <sighs> okay. Dun, dun, dun. I secure the rope and get everyone else up. Okay. With the rope and non-extreme conditions, all of you are able to make it up. Thank you. Waterfall is about a mile ahead of you. All right. I guess we're there. We should still keep an eye out. We don't know if there could be any of these strange creatures around. That is a good point. Uh, it also mentioned them taking these people's companions into the base of the waterfall. So if anything, that's probably where they would have a nest or camp or den, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Granted, again, this was a couple hundred years ago. Is this where the test is? I don't think it's the test itself. I think it's just more obstacles. <sighs> All right. Uh, I'll take the lead and keep an eye out. And yeah, there's nothing make a perception check for me please don't go chasing waterfalls disadvantage or <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, the disadvantage is now passed because the storm has passed I also slept really well so haha <laughs> okay. and that's a natural 20 on my roll prepare to have whatever snake thingies you have <laughs> hidden around be spotted at the 33 v, v why did it have to be snakes V, what is Station doing? Squash the Station. No. <laughs> That's the only no. snake I will accept. <laughs> no. Um, Station is currently hidden behind the waterfall waiting for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, As you make it in there, he like kicks you in the chest, Sparta style. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be waiting with like Remember a Remember this feeling, buddy. <laughs> anyway. As you make your way towards this waterfall, you can see that around the waterfall there are some very large kind of black-ish looking stone with cuts made in them, obviously by tools. Someone has made this path easier to get to. As you make your way there, as you look at the snow, there is something glinting odd on either side of 
the water, the kind of river that is coming from the waterfall itself. There's something odd on the snow. And it just shifts ever so slightly that only you percept. I want to shoot it with my crossbow. <laughs> Are you going to? Uh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. say this is like 30 feet out. Yeah, there's like a evil, like the, the book talked about something killing people here. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to listen to the 400 year old book. If you're hiding here, I'm going to assume you're evil. When we were back at the school, too, the, I did mention that there, uh, the creatures around this area were described as what? Snowflake things, right? I remember oh, yeah. Urag, or I think it was either Urag or just one of the books I was looking over. Yeah. Uh, I think it might have been The Hunters. Oh, The oh, Hunters? Oh, and the book, yeah. Yeah, I think it's The Hunters in the book. Um, okay, yeah. Squash, okay. uh, I'm going to describe the scene a mm-hmm. little bit more Okay. for reasons. Okay. There is a bit of a water, like a bit of a waterway, uh, like uh, a very small river yeah. that is coming from where the waterfall is landing on the ground. Yes. You would also note that most of this water is actually going below the ground. There is something even further down. Yes. You notice that the pathway, like these stones that have been like chiseled at to make like a man-made path up to the waterfall itself, mm-hmm. like the pathway either side of the river um, is about... 15 feet wide either side of this river uh-huh. with the tall black stones that have been cut into like creating one side of this so you basically have rock path river path rock and then you have the waterfall ahead of you okay these weird kind of snowflake looking motherfuckers they are as wide as the path and they're on both sides you are also pretty sure fuck you on your natural 20 you are Definitely sure there is more than two on each side. Uh, and I saw them shift just slightly. Yes, like one of them shifting was enough for you to catch your gaze on each of the others, which are completely stationary. Does it appear to have any kind of eyes or something like that that I could have spotted? Nope. All right. Fuck. All right, then Squash is going to stop. And Squash is like, not staring at it, but he's like looking around and he's going to say in, uh, I'm pretty sure I have a language called Halfling. Yes. Halfling is oh, no. language, yes. Yeah, no, no, just under common, just something that's not common, whatever these things are, mm-hmm. because I know okay. Lafayette understands under common mm-hmm. and Squash is just kind of looking up and he says in under common, uh, there are snowflake monsters ahead and I don't know if they notice Squash is speaking undercommon unless Raul understands understands it (laughs) no Raul can speak any language (laughs) were you saying it oh you were saying it in undercommon so specifically so Raul wouldn't get freaked out Uh, not just Raul just like just keeping it cool for a minute <laughs> I'm gonna make okay. sure Rawl doesn't have a panic attack and faint. I'm gonna use a language <sighs> he doesn't understand. Rawl, uh, what? <laughs> What's he saying? Actually, I think you speak under common anyway, right? Mm. Um, sorry, that you speak uh, halfling anyway, I, or is it gnomish oh, yeah, that you learn? Yeah, I do speak halfling from the apple. All yeah. right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good oh point. Oh my v. gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I picked the one language you wouldn't understand, but you still understand. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Never right, gonna get uh, one yeah. past that boy. I mean, the creatures might not, which would be good. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah. Ralph just goes, what? And Squash stares at it for a second. And they're like, all right. <laughs> Let's keep it cool. Okay, okay. Um, switching, switch, switching to common. Uh, Squash just turns around away from the snow, s- snow corn monsters or snowflake monsters, or whatever they are. That just goes like, <laughs> okay, there are things on the path. They look scary. They're whatever the people were telling us about. One of them moved just a tiny little bit. How many are there? More than two. Okay. That could be many of them. Yes. Yes, Ralph. I don't think we can sneak past them. At this point, no. Um, I guess the real question is, what is this? What are these things? Are they magical in nature? Are they natural? Can I make a roll of some sort, V? Sure. What do you want to roll? Um, Arcana, history. Pick one. Um, just I'm tell ass- me what you're choosing and I'll give you a response based on what you roll. Let's go Arcana because Laughing's assuming they're probably magical in nature. Ooh. Okay. If we turned them into spiders with magic, they wouldn't be able to get near us. Oh my fucking god, you're right. Except none what? of us have polymorph. <laughs> I Neil. have polymorph. Do you? I what? do. <laughs> no, Casey. No, you no. How do you oh, know? No. Oh wait, sorry, that is my other D D character has it. I got so excited. I was about to say, Casey, I know your character sheet. No, you don't. You should have seen V's <laughs> V having a heart attack. Oh no, I, I'm wrong with it. It should be the the biggest change of events. <laughs> I got a 29 arcana. (laughs) Okay. Squash's question of are they natural or are they magical? Um, They are naturally occurring magical beasts. Um, So yes, to both. Actually, beast is incorrect. Um, They are magically occurring magical plants. Oh. You would, as you notice that Squash had stepped forward... And then, like when, like when everybody, whenever anybody makes that momentary move a little bit more towards them, Squash, you would notice that they seem to react to that. And Laughing, you could probably deduce on your thirty Arcana um, mm-hmm. that they are att- attracted to heat sources. Oof. This is all I'm gonna really give mm. you, okay? Because you really haven't heard of these. This is mostly on like intellectual guesswork. Yeah. Did my my deductions? Yes, you deduce. We need to have a side story now of laughing and squash, uh, uh, like Sherlock Holmes type style. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, um, Is it the Doctor Who one that has like the uh, the lady and her human wife, and the human wife is just a fucking rogue? <laughs> I love those two. They're so good. Sorry, Not <laughs> Sorry, they're set in the Victorian era, so <sighs> perfect. Um, Keep this in. Someone who listens to Doctor Who will get that now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> best I can understand of it is they're some sort of magical, but also naturally occurring plant creature. It seems I- like they may react to heat sources. Heat sources? 
Right. Anytime that we moved even close, even when you just twitched a little there, it seems like they react. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm having an idea. I'm having an idea as well, but I'm curious what yours is. Boy, don't you wish that you'd learned fireball last night? <laughs> you know, funny it. thing, I have a walking fireball. <laughs> anyway, squash. Yeah, I have a walking second. fireball that can punch things. I... I'm going to make myself into a snowman. No, no, Raul, no. That's not how that works. Fight me. <laughs> I'm rolling around in the snow. How do we make ourselves cold? Wait, if you do your scary reaper thing, does that make you an abominable snowman? Uh, oh. <laughs> All um, right. Not Yeti. Oh. <laughs> Snowball, sponsor us. <laughs> Blue, sponsor us. I have a... S- Squash you have. I have a spell called Control Flame. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if we light a torch and just chuck it out there somewhere and another torch and chuck it out somewhere else, mm. I can make the fires brighter and less bright to try to distract them as we move. Mm. Okay. That is an idea. I will accept that. Uh, we also have a fire elemental, but it is magical, so I could not fuck with it with my control flames. I also have a spell called uh, Firebolt, but that is a... Uh, Temporary. It's yeah, it's a quick so one and done. Yeah, it's a one and done, and it goes from me somewhere. So I have feeling that the plant things would tra- backtrace the thing. And you know that Raw has signatures. his unseen servant too, so we could have a couple different things trailing them around. There's a couple right. different options with that idea. Have the unseen right. yeah. servant take the torch, go out, and yeah, run around and squash it. Just makes the fire brighter to get the things over there. <laughs> Okay, I want to say I like this, this, is, this is Tremors, but that's not correct. That's it. <laughs> no, you're not far off. It kind of is Tremors. It is very fire. close to Tremors. I love it. It <laughs> might be Icy Tremors. <laughs> this is good. No. I love it. Wait, are these, the, these aren't butt blasters, right? Please don't be butt blasters. No, no, there aren't going to be any giant worms jumping up. But yeah, this, this idea came to me thanks to Tremors. Um, really? Love <laughs> I it. I you hated Tremors. Yeah. It's a shitty I do. Movie, I, I but... hate it with a fiery passion. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible movie. It's classic. Um, but however, <laughs> it's a classic shitty movie. Pull back movie. behind the can. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I've seen it. Um, okay, so y- you are lighting some torches. Yes. Yes. You're having Rouse, unseen servant, take one or take both of them or however many you decide to use and take them out into <laughs> wherever. Squash, how close do you need to be for control flame? 60 feet. Oh, okay. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, your plan is to lure the snowflake frost veil creatures to the lights so you can sneak past them. Yes. So I think the intention would be to give them Unseen Sermon three um, torches, have it walk mm-hmm. roughly 60 feet away from us and the, uh, like away from mm-hmm. the path, put down one torch, Walk forward a little bit, put down another torch, put walk forward a little bit, put down another torch. And the intention would be to like have three separate flames we can engage and try to get the one snowflake that's on our path away from the path. Uh so on the narrow path, mm-hmm. like there are like two or three of them on whichever path you're going to be choosing. Okay, there yeah. will be a couple of them. 
Okay, then I think we're putting down a torch for like at least for the first one, and we're gonna see if this plan works. Okay. All right. Fair play. All right. Torches go out. Yeah. Deleting three torches. Control flame is used. Boop. You make one ever so brighter. All right. Uh, I would like, since Squash is controlling the flames, to please make a deception check. I think I'm okay at those. Yeah, I'm not the worst. That's a 15. Okay. You set them on the path. Your unseen servant takes each of these torches and puts them down. Squash at the very edge of your magical ability. This is further probably than you've done most spells recently. You make one of the flames very bright, very enticing. You can see the torches burning away so much quicker now because you're making it that much hotter, that much brighter. The first snowflake that is about 15 feet wide begins to lift up very slowly and make its way towards the flame you see it engulf the entire thing and you can see this beautiful snowflake just wrap around the torch and you see it begin to fizz and melt almost like the torch is being affected by some sort of acid you see the second one lift up and make its way towards the same burning flame and it too wraps around it what do you want to do? I want to ease forward and Mm -hmm. try to get within range of the third torch to Mm -hmm. try to get what I think might be the last snowflake. And if not, we'll come to that bridge when we come to it. I need you to make a stealth check for me. Are you doing anything? Nope, actually, no, I'm not going to ask a single damn thing. No, that's a real good point. I think all of us are wrapping ourselves as well as we can try to keep as little skin exposed and keeping our heads down our face covered so as not to expose anything that they might see then you could take advantage thank you sorry like as soon as you like started asking a question my brain instantly went like I know what what the question is I know exactly what (laughs) the question is that is a 25 on a stealth okay that's a low roll yeah that was a 4 and a 5 Okay, you make your way slowly forward, everyone else coming with. We'll say that you lead a group check, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You make your way very, very slowly forward, sneaking past the snowflake that is wrapped around, the snowflakes that are wrapped around the brightest of torches, which is burning away very quickly now, not just because of your bright flame, but also because the acidic effect that they seem to be having on this wood. You make it to the next one. You control flame at the last one? Yes. To make it brighter? Yes. As you make it brighter and brighter, the snowflakes behind you just begin to rattle and you hear the torch drop into the snow and go out. The very far snowflake begins to lift up and make its way towards you. Perhaps towards the torch you don't know right now, but there are two behind you and one in front of you. What are the three of you doing? They're all in movement. I I don't think it's working. Fight or flight. Uh, okay, honestly, give me three seconds. <laughs> One. Two. I need more spells! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, I think uh, Squash is gonna just fire um, a bolt at the at the the thing that seems to be approaching us. 
and uh, just yell the run. Run? <laughs> run. Run. <laughs> okay. Not fight, run. The f- uh, like, it, like there's right. one in our path. We have to, like, get it out of the way before we can pass it. I'm the assuming. four of you, are all four of you just following Squash's, sorry, are the three of you following Squash's direction just running towards the waterfall? Uh, yeah. I'm trusting him on this. He said run. I'm running. Well? If we can get in the water, they won't be able to see us. You will get hypothermia and die. <laughs> but I won't die from the acid cold monster. <laughs> which is ideal <laughs> at the present moment. I think I would prefer that over hypothermia. Nah. Alright, Ral, are you entering the river to run up to like, I say river, it's not that much of a river, it's mostly the offspray from the waterfall because most of the water is going down into the earth. So it's not massively high, it's probably about two, two and a half feet. Um, so you could definitely get in there and run along it if you want to. Oh goodness. I don't, How far away no, from the waterfall are we at this point? Uh, let's say a hundred feet. Okay. What what if the torches is going, if any, right now? One of the torches, if you look back, has fallen into the snow and gone out. There are two more. Squash has made the furthest one, i.e. the third one, Wait, really bright. I thought they went after both. I still have a... Huh? I have a torch waiting. Yeah, you have like two torches. I like the first, the first, like the first two of the snowflakes went around the first one. I misunderstood. Can I not fire that bolt like a lunatic? Yes. I would rather like to go f- for the second flame to try to make it <laughs> brighter, rather than like okay, like I, I just, I lean down, like go down on hunches, go for the other flame, and just hope and pray that the other stupid fucking flake that's coming down the path gets off the path basically they react exactly the same so two of them that were on the one that just fell mm-hmm. both of those are making their way towards the now very bright one mm-hmm. and the other one is coming towards you but your extra your the one that you've made bright it could also be heading in that direction you can't tell it's either coming at your face or it's going to the torch just next <sighs> to you like no, these are on the path you can't tell right now. The the one the one that is in front of us is still on the path, but it might wear off the path to get to the flame. Correct. I still have my unseen servant doing nothing right now. Mm-hmm. They're still up, yeah. Uh Tio's around. We still have Yeah, Rawl's gonna be lighting a tinder box and getting ready to send the unseen servant out with some more torches. He's going to light some more torches the best he can. Uh, He probably has a handful. Probably just a small handful from when he couldn't see in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the good old days. Yeah. Um, Okay, you can definitely light more torches. Um, If I don't have any, I'll light some rope. And send, send them out trailing, <laughs> you an trailing some fiery <laughs> you, would, you would have a couple of torches still um, okay so you light extra torches I would like you to make a deception check please um, what does exhaustion do I have disadvantage at this uh, let me see 
first level of exhaustion. It's disadvantage on ability checks. Okay, it's a yeah. five. I just light myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> you try. You try and light these. Um, you try and light them, um, but they don't seem to be doing much. They seem to be more attracted to the brighter flame that Squash is emanating on um, one of these torches. Are the four of you just staying still, or are you going to keep moving forward? I am following Squash's lead. Well, Squash is fucking panicking, because of course it had to be fucking acid. <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, Sorry. you and me both. <laughs> okay, okay. G- give me a rundown here. Does it look like these things are coming at us still, or like the torches? The or... two behind you? Uh-huh. The two behind you, because y'all have been standing here for a while now, just trying to figure out like, what, the, what, the, what the fuck? They have now, like closed in on the second really bright torch that Squash has been doing. And the one the other one is coming to you and is about 15 feet away from you and it might be veering towards the torches or it might be coming at you. You basically have this split second to decide what you're going to do. Okay. Of course you can choose to do nothing. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Okay. In that case, Laughing's going to whisper to the group, we need to move quickly towards the cave. If they come towards us, I'd rather we be fighting on one front instead of from front and behind. Go. Now. Okay. Squash, are you maintaining your control over the flame? If I can. I... The duration of the spell is an hour, so I can leave the range and it will stay lit. Yep, it's not concentration. (laughs) Lit as fuck, yo. Um... As you brighten this flame as much as you can, you again become aware that this torch is going to burn out exceptionally quickly, especially with the acidic effect of these snow magical plant things. As you make your way forward and you just pray and hope that the the one in front of you doesn't turn and collapse in on you, Mm -hmm. it passes by you, swerves around behind you, and then floats backwards towards the flame. Fuck off. Your deception had it hidden for a while. You've been you've been fine for a while. And all of you bolt your way towards the waterfall. I feel like laughing as soon as they get to the cave, like lets out a breath he didn't know he was holding. <laughs> well passes out. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Aww. You're not the boss of me. Okay. <laughs> Roll a D1. On a one, you don't pass that. <laughs> As you run towards this kind of the waterfall, you basically have to jump through it. So as each of you jump through, it's not a big jump. I'm not going to make you roll anything. You do notice as you get closer, you can very clearly see the cave now that you're much closer to it behind the waterfall. And you can look down as you jump. And this drop is so deep that not even those of you with natural dark vision can see the bottom of it. Much like when Rao looks down underneath the lava pits, the floating island thing, you just can see the bottom. Oh, good. You jump into... jump through the waterfall and all of you are drenched head to toe in freezing cold water. In front of you, there is a large cave system. It's right now maybe a couple of hundred feet wide as you kind of break into this kind of cavern that has been formed. This is a very natural looking cavern. Something natural has made this. It's just too random. It's not made by magic. It's not made by people. It goes on for a distance. There are the odd remains of a few camps here and there. People have clearly taken refuge here. 
And you would know that that's the case because the two hunters mentioned that they had. This is what you see when you jump through the waterfall. Okay. I think we should be good here. I think we should try to dry ourselves off, warm up as best we can. Maybe look through the camps here, see if anything got left behind, and then we need to move on. I think the water itself should conceal our presence from those creatures. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, light up a fire yeah. real quick, I guess just another torture, whatever, just light a few sparks. Uh, it's not even, yeah, like, uh, as you say, you mentioned about looking through the camps, you can see that there is a fire that has already been made. It is ready to be lit. Um, it is one of the more recent camps. You can see that there are a couple of bedrolls around. There's uh, like a box is full of like dried rations. Oh. This is a very recent setup and there's only like two bedrolls that are kind of here in that area. The fire is literally like one spark from a tinderbox away from being made. That's convenient. I look for traps. Take an investigation check. Anyone could also take a basic survival check and know what this is. 27. This is too convenient. Absolutely no trap whatsoever. It's a stick basic. mimic. Basic survival check. There's a, there's a magical circle. You step inside. You Campfire mimic. Would you like to it save the game? It the fire by making a magical fireball. Boom. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 30 on a survival. It's not unheard of. And in fact, it's usually encouraged that if there are safe havens, that fires will be ready to be made. Because if you are coming in from the cold and your hands are cold and shaking, you often may not have the time or the ability to build a fire and then light it. It is one of those, you leave it how you found it for the next person who might need this emergency stop. Oh. See, that makes sense, but we're all dumb. We all are super suspicious, and that's how you should be. Also, I'm <laughs> I've not been a survivalist. Too nice in places. <laughs> yeah, we are right. it's just one of those things. My only training of survival came from very angry half dwarf. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I hope he's doing all right. Okay, you make the fire very quickly, as it was intended. Um, you all managed to dry off, but it's going to take about an hour, so you should be getting a short rest to properly, basically, de-thaw the water that is kind of on your person right now, um, just to cool it and dry it off. You're never going to be dry right now unless you spend an inordinate amount of time changing your clothes and putting no. them over the fire and all that good shit. Basically, everything you have is now wet. Um, yeah, um, you can spend an hour, get yourselves a short rest, whatever that may or may not do for any of y'all. Um, you know, have some time. What do you want to do now? <sighs> okay. Um, let me see where we are and try to figure out the proper course. I know we, the hunters were able to give us a little bit of help on some of this, and uh, let me see where where we're going. Um, so Laffy and I'll just pull out the cave maps. Uh, yes, uh, the cave maps aren't complete. Um, like you would have a rough idea that once you got to the caves, you would have to he head in a specific direction, but you were unable to plot a specific course through these. Um, they were just too, some of them are built, some of them aren't. So the more natural ones, they're not plotted. Right. But you know, a general direction of head north, and that's going to be a really good guide for getting there. Okay. Um, okay. 
I, I think we should be... We're at the entrance of the cave here, so it shouldn't be too bad. Um, let me just do one thing. I, I have an idea. It's a little trick I learned from Talvin a long while ago. Um, he's going to get just... Um, like, he's going to try to fashion, like, a, a small bowl or something like that. Or I assume he's got, like, one from his mess kit. Yeah. Um, he's going to get some water from the uh, waterfall. And he's just going to get, like, something that'll float in the water. And he's going to pull out that little three-inch uh, pin from mm -hmm. forever ago. And mm -hmm. he's going to try to fashion, uh, like, a compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that he has a rough idea, since we're tech, like we're heading north. Does none of us have a compass? Probably it's not. not Why a standard. We? It's not really a standard like, thing. No. That being said, um, I remember in elementary school making one of these. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just need to decide whether the magnetic north is in the same place as actual north. Things you don't think about when making a D and D world. <laughs> well, <sighs> sure. Uh, yes. Um, since our world is spherical, sure, it will go north. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, my background is flat. <laughs> Hashtag not flat Earth, uh, not flat background. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You can make a like a very crude compass. Um, if you're going to be focusing on that, basically any of your kind of standard checks, you aren't going to notice shit um, if you're looking at this often. Also, because it's on water, mm -hmm. like you have to make sure I don't spill it. It's going to be difficult. Whatnot. Yeah, like this isn't this is not going to be easy for you to maintain at all times uh, because there are some interesting sections ahead. All right, cool. Okay. You are mostly dry, all of y'all. You are mostly ready. You mostly have a good functioning compass. Um, it's better okay. than nothing. Conveniently, this tunnel that you're in heads north. And all of you make your way along this tunnel. Secret tunnel. You come to a point where... The tunnel itself, after probably about an hour, hour and a half of walking, the ground is very uneven. There are points where you put your foot down. I'm going to assume Squash is in the lead. You put your foot down and you hear like cracking and creaking and you pull your foot back and try fire a different way around. There's something not necessarily right about some of the places that you're walking. And I'm going to give it to you for the first hour and a half. Like this is, this is, this is okay. You can deal with this right now. Then you come to a section ahead of you. It looks like the back of the cave is basically reaching its end. It has been going not exactly straight, but mostly mostly straightish, or a few bends here and there. But you notice the back of the cave is beginning to close up, and it's rounding off to a point. Squash, you have dark vision now, don't you? Yeah, I do. You gave it to me. <laughs> Fuck. Um... <laughs> As you reach the end here, as you look over to the left and the right and you look up <clears throat> and then you look down, you see that there is what looks like a hole in the floor. Most of these sections that you've been avoiding would have broken and cracked and you know that. As you look ahead of you, you can see one of these sections that have fallen down and collapsed. It's not a big hole. I mean, 
some of your slightly larger companions would basically anyone bigger than you would struggle getting into this hole okay but as you look down into it you can see that this has clearly been made this is clearly an escape this is clearly an entrance to whatever is down here all right this is the only other exit out of the cave other than back through the waterfall and you narrowly missed seeing it the stalag mites that are on the floor just obscured it very well uh, right over there there's a there's a hole in the ground it's probably the only way forward if I'm seeing correctly still getting used to this whole black and white thing um, um, squash, squash is gonna approach the hole mm-hmm. and it's deeper than I can see 60 feet Actually, no. Um, the drop is something like 10, 15 feet. You can, as you look down, notice that there have been a couple of grooves that have been um, put into this stone so that you could climb up it, like that small, like 10 feet or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the bottom, you notice that it just curves down into an almost flat area and then it goes out of your vision. Uh, Squash is going to look at the stalagmites that are around. Does any of them show... Um evidence of like having like ropes tied around them earlier like previously okay uh well i think i'm just gonna it's not a long drop it's just not gonna be fun to squeeze through here uh i'll 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 I'll, uh, i think squash is gonna attach a python to the one of the stalactites or stalagmites or just the floor Mm-hmm. and tie a rope to it and chuck it down the hole. Okay. Yeah, it, it goes down the hole. There's like 40 feet of it, like 35 feet of it, like curled up at the bottom of like this hole. And Squash is going to ease himself down the hole. Okay. Uh, what are the three of you doing? Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from Squash on uh, whether it's clear or not. <laughs> Um, Raw will have okay. Tio like flying nearby, just kind of like hovering. Uh, with squash or two with squash. Okay, uh, Sultana, are you just waiting with uh, the others? Yes. Okay, squash. You use the rope and you climb down. Tio kind of like settles, not exactly on your head, but close enough that you can feel them like flapping their wings mm-hmm. um, as you climb down this rope and land at the bottom of this tunnel. You turn around, back against the wall, and in front of you, you see what looks like a break into another much larger tunnel. Uh, this. Can I get you to make an, uh, an active perception or investigation? Sure. Like sure. either one doesn't matter. That's a twenty-three on perception. It's only like maybe ten feet to where this break into the other tunnel is, and as you make your way over there quietly, cautiously, you see that the tunnel that it breaks into is probably about twenty twenty-five feet diameter. And it's almost a perfect sphere, almost a perfect circle. And as you look to the left and to the right, you notice most of all that this is perfectly smooth. This has not been tooled. This is not naturally forming. 
and whatever slight curve that you're detecting with your ridiculously high perception, this has been magically made. Hi everyone, it's Taylor's. Um, they asked me if I could do the outro today because everyone is on a secret place and nobody will tell me where, but they said they wouldn't be here, so I said that I would do it for them. Well, they asked me and then I said, okay, um, hope I'm doing this right. Um, wanna have a yell at the people who are banging in the background right now? They're rebuilding the temple. Um, some things happen and things are falling down, but everything's okay now. <laughs> um, so we want to say thank you to all of our patrons. We really appreciate it. You help to keep things go go on around here and fix the building when it falls down. Like um, you can hear that they're doing right now. So you do things like that for us. So thank you so much for that. Especially thank you to um, uh, Crystal Hilson and Del Toro 21. I hope I got your names right. Um, thank you guys for being patrons of ours and if you want to become a patron like Crystal or like Del Toro then you can go to patreon.com forward slash tldpod I think that's everything yep okay I better go back and um, go back to work now um, bye guys Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure, so you can learn about different game systems and content creation, while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform, so come join us as we improvise, adapt, and overcome. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.